Rachel Barenbaum, author of Bend in the Stars. And today I'm here with Ellen Alpston, author of Tsarina. This debut is absolutely amazing. I loved it. I couldn't put it down. Ellen, tell me, what is your book about? Tsarina is the first ever novel about Catherine I of Russia, who is not Catherine the Great, but who rose from being the illegitimate daughter of the serf to the first ever ruling empress of Russia. It is always also a novel about the transformation of Russia from a backward nation to a modern superpower. So I could not wait to get a copy of this book because I kept, I read the description and I thought, wait, this means Catherine the Great, right? No, Catherine the First. No one has ever written about her. How did you decide to write about her? I love that you mentioned that in the intro. I feel so lucky. I think it's every author's dream to find such a character who's so unexploited. I discovered her at the age of 13 when reading a book about Germans and Russians and the joint millennial history of these two people. And one chapter in it was devoted to her because she was born a German Baltic serf. And of course, I was utterly fascinated by this ultimate rags to rich story. And when I had matured enough to really write, I was astonished to see that there was nothing more to be found about her. So how did you do this incredible research? Oh, Rachel, I think I read for a year before I dared starting the opening sentence and the first three words of the book, he is dead. <laughs> the first ominous words. And my research was really all encompassing. I watched Russian dogma movies. I read... Um, Pushkin. I read the travel diaries of a 17th century traveler in Russia and of course some fantastic historical biographies of Peter the Great. And I was curious too, um, you used her actual born name Marta for the first big chunk of the book. Um, were readers ever thrown off by that in the beginning before it was published or your editors or anybody? Not really, because her early life was just so different from her later life, obviously, after she met Peter the Great, which is actually 200 pages into the novel. If anything, reviewers really liked those early pages because, and that early time, because history is not only about kings and queens, but it's also about the normal people. And whilst the Petrine area is incredibly well documented, there is so little known about her early life. So I filled that tantalizing blank with my imagination and it was a pleasure and an honor to do so. It was amazing. I wonder what it must have been like for her if it was easy to just change names if Peter just stopped calling her Marta one day and then stopped her Catherine from one day called her Catherine from one day to the next. When you were doing all this incredible research what surprised you the most? What did you learn about that shocked you the most? I think what shocked me the most was definitely the maltreatment of women that's absolutely rampant and the female condition in general. So if we speak of the good old days today, which might speak of um, closer social cohesion, those certainly were not for women. And if anything, it was interesting to see that the Great Northern War which weaves itself as a red thread through the plot of his novel, next to all the suffering it brought, it was also a harbinger of progress for women because the Petrine laws actually allowed them to inherit and to work. So that was a sign of progress. So one of the things that I really just appreciated so much about your writing was that you laid bare the brutality of living in Russia in the 1700s and, and you know, the treatment of women, as you mentioned before. Uh, was that hard to write about? 
Yes, it was, because I personally detest violence and I can't read anything that is horrific. For instance, like Stephen King, it scares me to death. But I have to say, if people comment on the violence in the book, if anything, I've watered things down. And a lot of readers have actually Googled things saying, did this really happen? And I hasten to say, yes, it did really happen. So I really appreciated you doing that because I think that there's such a tendency to romanticize this period and the life of the Tsar and life in Russia. Um, so I, I don't know if that bothers you as well, or I should say, does that bother you as well? Possibly. Tsarina is definitely a book that you can't read quickly for that factor. It's a page turner. But you can't read it quickly. It's like an oxymoron. It's a book that hits you straight in the heart and straight between the eyes. And there's certainly no romanticizing happening. The one thing that really blew my mind is how you lay bare the fact that Catherine couldn't read, right? And so many people couldn't read and they had readers for them. Uh, talk about that. <laughs> Yes, and funny enough, she stayed illiterate to her end, and so did Peter the Great's best friend, Alexander Menshikov, who had been born a pie baker's son. So for some historians, actually, Catherine is the ultimate expression of Peter the Great's desire to turn the world upside down. I believe she was just too busy surviving, actually. Her life tears her along like the currents of, of, a, of a river, and she's just too busy to, to swim and to survive. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. Readers ask me all the time. They say, really? People couldn't, Russians couldn't read? You know, and I always say, really? They couldn't read. I'm not making this stuff up, right? You couldn't make that up. Americans too couldn't read. There were lots of Americans who couldn't read in those days. All over Europe. No, really. It's such a privilege to learn. Point well taken. So let me think, I, I had a hard time um, framing this question because I don't know what you call them, but there are large groups of readers who adore books about czarist Russia, right? Russophiles who just can't get enough. Have you been pulled into their circles? Are they, you know, clawing to get your book in their hands? I am actually surprised how little there is about these early Romanov ladies. And I see how much focus is centered, for instance, on the last Tsars, who are just so disappointing on a personal and historic level. And even Catherine the Great, I have to say, she was born a German princess. Of course, she had an amazing life story. But you know what? She had all the weapons she needed in her arsenal. So I feel that my Tsarina is truly a woman and a figure apart. She towers above all the others. And politically, she set the scene for everything that was to follow afterwards. So you've already mentioned a few times, I love that you set the scene for this was the moment, the moment in time in history that you capture where Peter the Great is pushing to modernize Russia. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Peter the Great's reforms form the magnificent backdrop to Tsarina. And it starts with the clothes and with the food and how the people speak and how they build houses. Basically, he turns his whole country upside down, ruthlessly so. And everybody who's not going along with him has to pay the highest price, ultimately, even his son, Alexei. That's one of the goriest parts in the novel. It really is. <laughs> Can't say more. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the hardest part about publishing this book? 
I think the hardest part was actually, funny enough, finding an agent. You know, every writer knows that that can be a very soul-destroying uh, process. And especially here in the UK, readers are so obsessed with the Tudors that other countries and other epochs tend to fall by the wayside. One agent even said, oh, everything that happens in the steps is of no interest. And then all of a sudden, bingo, I got this fantastic agent who was just fire and flame for Tsarina. And from there onwards, everything was fairly easy and happened very quickly. Amazing. So I was shocked to hear you say that you hate violence and you hate reading violence because there is a lot of violence, but that's true to history in this book. So how did you write it? How did you jump into that? I think I wrote it almost as an historian, even though I studied politics and economy, I took a step back and I just feel it's a part of the honesty I need it to understand her and to portray her and to show what an amazing first survivor she is, who just never surrenders, who never gives up, who just always dusts herself down and marches on. What kind of advice do you have for new or de other debut authors out there? I think the most valuable advice that I ever received is to be serious about your writing and to really pursue it. And even if you just have an hour in the morning, get up at five o'clock if you have to. If a story sears your soul, you will have to sit down and get it out. And that's an advice that I got in Paris when I worked as a student for, as PA for a best-selling author. And I followed it and it has helped me greatly. So I could not put this book down. I tore through it. Well, I didn't quite tear through it because I have to say there were some scenes that I had to read slowly that were tough, but I couldn't put the book down. Is there a sequel coming? I am just editing the sequel actually, which has the working title of Serena's Daughter. And I think again, it will draw you very deeply into the strange and shocking and sensuous world that is the Russian Baroque. And it's once more a woman who has not been dealt with literally and literary yet. So once more, I've been very lucky. I can't wait. What is the pub date? Next autumn. <laughs> uh, yes. I want one of the first copies, please. Sign me you up. You shall get it, Rachel. It'll be my pleasure. Rachel, you, I'm just, I'm so impressed with your knowledge and the base of history that you have. I Sometimes you speak to writers and it's much more fiction that comes from them. And I'm, I'm just so impressed with the amount of work that you did for this book. Really, bravo. I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. It's Thank you so much. I hope it shines through. Thanks. It, oh, it really does, especially in this conversation too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining me. I absolutely love the book. I had a fantastic time speaking with you. May you sell many, many copies. Thank you so much. Spread the word. <laughs>